let's do let's do a quick round robin here. Um, you have you have uh, one through five. Um, five being uh, an all pro, four being a pro bowler, three being a starter, two being a bench player, and one being not in the NFL off the team. Um, give your rating for these players, uh, where you project them, where their ceiling is. Okay. Sorry. Let me, let me be clear. Not where you project them. What do you think their ceiling is based off of what you've seen so far? Jermaine Effetti. Four. Four. So you see, you think he'd be a pro bowler. Nathan, where are you on, on him? Uh, I forgot the, the ratings already, but starter. Is all pro, four is pro bowl. Three is starter. Three. Three. Jeff. Three. Yeah, I'm I'm a three. Um, Jaron Reed. Nathan. Three. Three. Jeff, I think you just said where you where do you have him? Yeah, I'm kind of a three point five. Yeah. Three point five. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to lean towards four with Reed. Like I think he's showing enough year over year growth that I'm, and I think defensive interior alignment are pretty tough to come by. He may be heading in that direction. Let's, let's, let's talk about the 2017 draft. Um, uh, Shaquille Griffin. Mm. He's taking a step back. Uh, I see him as a three right now. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Where, Evan, say more. Use your words. A three? You think he's taking a step back? I do. How so? I I I have not seen him uh, play as consistently as he did last year. Right. Yeah. Jack Griffin. Dude's been balling. Five is his ceiling. He's an all-pro ceiling. Wow. <laughs> Nathan. No, I I'm going to say four, though. I'm going to say four. Uh, I don't think he's got all pro in him, but I also don't – like, it wouldn't shock me if he pulls off, like, a six or seven pick year one year or something. I mean, again, he needs to learn how to look for the ball. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I don't think that's ever going to be natural for him, and so I don't think that – that's why I don't think he's ever got that, that all that's pro. That's fair criticism. That's yeah, fair. but I do think he could have a year where he racks up some picks or and just being on this team, I think he could be a – doesn't he already have like two picks this year? In one, in one, in one year. Ah, who cares? It's, it doesn't matter. Picks come at any time. They come in bunches per Richard Sherman. It's, I think that's true, actually. Jeff, where are you on Shaq Griffin? I think four is the ceiling. I think what you saw in that Bears game, that's kind of the ceiling of the dominant playmaking corner. But, Brian, I'm kind of with you. I don't think his consistency has been up to par this year for a second-year guy. But the more the way Pete develops DBs, I am still think his ceiling's a four based on his – just a skill set and his upside. Okay, so let's let's go with um, let's go on to Tedrick Thompson, fourth round pick from that year. Um, I I'm a three, and and to me, I'm, he might, I might still be two and a half with him, to be honest. I mean, if we're talking ceiling and upside, I can give him a three pretty comfortably. I, I'm gonna plead a little ignorance on this one because I actually haven't had the time to just watch him much, um, but. He's been out there for a few games and hasn't made a fool of himself. Um, so I think three is in the realm of possibility. 3.5. Oh, wow. That's now, smart. hold up. What in the world has Tedrick Thompson shown that would make you think he could be a pro bowler? What has he shown that you don't think he could be a pro bowler? <laughs> like, 
make a fucking play again. Like, again, like he still needs to sniff a couple of balls, Evan. Has, has like, he given up any big plays, Nathan? I believe he's only allowed one reception on the season, and he also knocked out Brandon Cooks, mind you, legally. Dirty hit. Wait, I think he. I think that was a legal hit. I'm not dirty sure. Hit. I was at the stadium with Brian, but Hedrick <laughs> Thompson has not like. Come, come on. Like, Seahawks Twitter was all up in arms about him falling on his face. Like, they were convinced he was going to fall flat on his face, and he hasn't. He's been okay. Like, he hasn't made the big mistakes that I think everybody expected him to. It's, it's I think two games. Bad. They got torched by the Rams and played Derek Carr, who only could sh- throw left and behind the line of scrimmage. Like, let's calm down a little. <laughs> the next four games will, re- will surely test him with Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff. Matt Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. 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 Well, Evan, Evan's glass of wine is half full. I think we should all uh, understand Not that. Not for long, I don't think. <laughs> um, uh, but you know what's really interesting uh, is that 2017 draft, you could turn it upside down. Um, the seventh round picks, let's go around them real quick. David Moore and Chris Carson, where are you guys at on their ceilings? Three and four. Oh, which one's a four? Carson. Agreed. Agreed. Do you think David Moore's ceiling is a starter? I mean, some of this is a little silly because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot that, like Jeff was saying, like, I mean, there's fan voting and stuff with that when it comes to Pro Bowl. Or like, I mean, can he be, I don't know, like, I guess... I guess four and four. I do love David Moore. I don't know. <laughs> um, above average starter? Probably. Pro Bowl yeah. is not whether they actually make the Pro Bowl because of the voting and all that stuff. Pro Bowl is they are uh, one of the best players at their position in the conference. Mm. Um, all Pro is there that one of the best players at the position in the league. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make – I don't think he'll be one of the best players in, his, in the conference. I don't know. And this He could go the way of Golden Tate, and I could feel silly about this, but I think that's still a lot to ask of him. Actually, speaking of receivers, I have a quick question for you, Nathan. Do you still regret, in hindsight, not paying Paul Richardson? Um, no, not really. Obviously, Moore's taking a big step forward. Um, I don't know with the Doug injury, but I mean that's that's pretty short term to think about it. So, yeah. no, not not really. Just was curious for your thoughts on that. I, yeah. We'll. I, I don't know. It would it would be really interesting to like rewind history and change things up where they keep Richardson and maybe I don't know whatever happens with Lockett like he plays a lesser role and to see how Richardson does in the same environment that Tyler's been in yeah um, I don't know that you wouldn't see Richardson do basically the same thing as Lockett's done so far. Fair. Lockett's making less money though, yeah. No, no, that he is this year, maybe more because Paul Richardson was five years, $40 million, $8 million per year. Tyler Lockett was what three years, 30, per, right? 30 million. He Tyler Lockett's making 10.6 million a year. I don't remember if it's three or four years, though. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the guarantees. Um, so, so you're you, I think we, you talked yourself into four and four on Carson and more. Um, Evan, where did you say you were there? I was three and four with Carson being a four, but I think Nathan talked me into a four for, for David Moore. Jeff, where are you? I still think I'm a three with David Moore. I, after you kind of, I don't think he's one of the best players in the conference as a starter. I don't see that happening. As his I, ceiling. 
you don't think that's you don't think that's a seal. One of the best players in the conference, no. I, that's that position, definitely not. Okay. I mean, the thing with Moore is, uh, yeah, I'm talking myself into four more and more. If we're just talking pure ceiling, like he's physically talented like crazy, and he can like the way he runs with the ball is really impressive. Um, and so if he can learn the and this is no small part of being a receiver, right? The 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 technique and and all the little stuff like that's a big part of becoming a great receiver. And so there's still a long ways to go there. But if you're talking what he's doing so far, the raw talent, the some of the stuff with the way he runs with the ball and that kind of stuff, like I I, I don't think it's crazy to think for, but I think that that's got to be a pretty small probability just because there's so many good receivers. Yeah. So, so so stick with me for a second on this. Um, so can we all agree that Doug Baldwin's an all-pro receiver, even though he has not made the all-pro team? Yeah. Sure. How many all-pros are there a year? Uh, at wide receiver, there's I think there's three. I mean, like the year that the year that he led the NFL in receiving touchdowns, for example, like he absolutely should have been an all-pro and just didn't get it because of the volume late in the season and and reputation. I think that would be top three receiver. Yeah, if you put him in a high volume offense, I think Doug Baldwin has thirteen hundred plus yards and ten plus touchdowns every year. I'm well, not- well, no. So, so let me. Yeah, I don't disagree with what you said, Evan. But to be clear about when we're talking about all pro, it's not that you're an all pro every year. Totally right. Like there's that. That's a, that's maybe a level six, like Hall yeah. of Famer, you know, kind of thing. Even even Earl and Cam weren't like all pros, like first team all pros. Every Earl year. the six. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, even they were not always first team all pros. Uh, There's just a lot of competition at receiver. Like, yeah. Tony Brown, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, there's a lot. Julio, there's a lot of guys. Well, here's the thing. If you would have told me two years ago, Adam Thielen would be one of the best players in the league, I guess that would be like the case for more. That's kind of where I'm going, Jeff. Is like, I think the ceiling for more is fine. Um, I don't think it's necessarily hugely likely that he gets there. But if you look at his trajectory from year one to year two, you look at his raw physical skills, I, I don't think people fully have, have grokked what he's capable of yet. I, I think that he is one of the best Seahawks we've seen in terms of physical um, ability to go up in the air and not just high point a ball and time it, but just rip it away from uh, the defender. Like he's got amazing hands. Um, I think he's a better route runner than most like amazing athletes are. He's he's I don't know if people really watched that play where Russell like the ball the, the snap was low and it hit the ground and fumbled and then Russell like stepped up in the pocket and lofted it in the air to to Moore for that touchdown. <laughs> Moore beaten his guy by like seven feet. Like it was like wasn't even close. And there's been a number of plays like that where he's really running some really nice routes for a second year guy. I, I just wonder if we're seeing the very initial, like the cusp of what is going to be a star being born. I, I think he's got the potential to be a star player. Um, it's, all, it, it's, it's a big stretch to get there, but I do think he has that talent. I, I think Chris Carson, I think the biggest thing I have questions about Chris Carson is whether they're going to give him the ball enough. That's, mm-hmm. that's my question. I mean, like I'm, my son asked me today, should I start Chris Carson or Adrian Peterson this week in fantasy? And the only reason it, my answer was absolutely Chris Carson is because I'm terrified that, that Pete Carroll is going to look at Rashad Penny at the end of that game against the Raiders 
and say, okay, now it's time to get Penny, you know, um, sharing snaps with Carson again. Like, other than that, Carson to me has done, he's doing amazing things every time he touches the, every time he gets a chance to touch the ball. So um, I think Carson, I mean, no matter whether it's four and four or four and five or five and five, I don't know that we're ever going to see a better seventh round than what we saw from John Schneider in 2017. Like, David Moore and Chris Carson are pretty amazing two seventh round picks. I'm doing um, a quick scan back through, and I think that that is a very safe prediction that that will be the best seventh round we'll see for a long time. I don't mean just Schneider's. I think that will be the best seventh round we will see from any team. I don't know. 2009, Nick Reed, Cameron Mora. <laughs> this is true. I, 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 I sit corrected. I or... Oh, this one's good. this one will tickle your fancy, Brian. Two thousand eight, Justin Forsett and Brandon Katu. I know how you like to draft specialists. Yes, yeah, Katu, yeah. and I'm surprised that what's his whack? It didn't keep uh, Katu on the roster as a second kicker for for a full season. 